Well, Peter, uh, I am anticipating George Tyrebiter's visit this coming weekend. So uh, next week on Oz, uh, we'll have his your interview with him, and, and that'll be interesting. I, I know you met a while ago, and I, I'm going to refresh everybody's memories about uh, George. Just read a little bit from uh, my own memoir about him, Adventures with George. Uh, I met him first when I was his uh, newspaper boy. Actually, he lived in my neighborhood, and I delivered the uh, Los Angeles Daily News. But uh, here's where the the little bit from my book starts. I ran into Tirebiter once again when I was working for KPFK Radio in the early 60s when he came into the studios for an interview after his novel Street of Broken Glass appeared from some local press. Because the book's story dealt with the blacklist, our public affairs guy Fred Haynes did the interview. Fred was always planning a definitive documentary on the Hollywood 10, just like I was working on the definitive documentary about the California Indians. Well, he asked Tirebiter what he did to survive during the blacklist. I wrote additional dialogue for Shakespeare, Tirebiter said, and I'd do it again. Well... I realized that's what he had been doing ever since back in those old bungalow court days. He'd been surviving. Then a few years after that, in 1967, Tirebiter popped up on the L.A. political scene, running for city council in Glendale on the Peace and Freedom ticket. He was around a lot. He had a regular column in the Free Press, seen to schmooze with Tim Leary and Ken Kesey, show up at Zappa concerts, uh, avant-garde art exhibitions private screenings of Easy Rider and Zabriskie Point and, and Head. You could tell by his groovy love beads that he was on our side. And that's when the whole Fireside Theater met Tirebiter. Peter Bergman had him on Radio Free Oz as a guest guru one night over KRLA, sometime after the first love-in. And I, I told him, Pete, get George Tirebiter on the show and ask him about flying saucers. Uh, groovy, said Pete, of course, and, and he did. And we actually wrote an old radio script to do live on that broadcast. It must have been one of the first pieces of group writing that we ever did. Tirebiter mesmerized the Magic Mushroom audience, and especially Peter, with his tales of alien communications kept top secret by the Thought Police. Now, Phil Proctor heckled him in a mock Deutsch accent. Come clean, Herr Riefenbissen. You've been brainwashed. And then... In a quick switch to a close approximation of Peter Sellers' Bombay dialect, goodness gracious me, the aliens were only looking for his third eye. That is why he looks flushed. <laughs> and George took it all very well. He did not, however, win the election. Well, here's George now with his famous screen test back in the 1980s when he was a guest on Radio Movies. Just follow along in your printed script. Oh, a really exciting moment in Dark Savage. An explosion and a stone ceiling falling in and all on echo. An exciting moment, but one not half so exciting as this opportunity. Uh, those of you out there who've gotten the Radio Movies conversion kit have copies of a do-it-yourself radio script in which you and I will co-star. I have my copy right here. Now you get yours. Now remember, keep your thumb next to your line and you can't get lost. Uh, if you're smart, you'll be recording this co-starring experience. And if you do, well, send me a copy. All right, are you ready? 
After the phone rings, I'll do that for you. Then I have the first line, and we alternate from there. Stand by now for Radio Movies Screen Test. Good evening. This is the Angst Hotel. Indeed I do. It's a lovely one on the second floor, with a view of the view. I've been living there since I retired. Oh, yes, of course. It's a lovely basement suite with a dog. Nor do I. That's why I keep it in the basement. It does when the upstairs tenant is bathing, yes, comes right through the floor. Naturally, the Edgar Allan Poe wing is entirely empty. We could wall you up in the Amontillado Annex, very private. Oh, right, right. Uh, tell me, do you like sports? How very fortunate. Uh, we have an Olympic-sized pool. Well, 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 we have an Olympic-sized tennis court as well. It's right there in the swimming pool. But there's nowhere else to stay anywhere near here, so you'd be missing the festival. When you get here, the natives need a stranger to initiate into their secret ritual society. Nothing to it. Unless, of course, the volcano spirits need appeasing, but that's not likely. Our last guest seems to have done the trick for this year. <laughs> Superb! Our Canadian chef does surprising things with bananas. And our menu is printed in three languages. Well, I don't know. I, I can't read any of them. I, I simply order the specialty of the day. Uh, today it's dog. Yes, but as I told you, I don't like dogs, so I'll just order a pizza. I'll probably order it to hold the anchovies. I'll probably order it out of my sight. I really hate a pizza that won't take orders. You're very welcome. Uh, do send me your name, and for being such a good sport, I'll send you a free gift. Uh, goodbye. Oh, thank you very, very much. You were terrific. And now, uh, remember, do call us, because we don't know where to call you. Now, back to Doc and Rennie, and the squeal of Habeas the Pig in the Temple of the Thousand-Headed Man. So long ago, so long 
Time. 